0: I read in an article that this girl got, um, she had an aneurysm or something, or she internally cut her, I don't know which artery it was, but from laying back into a, uh, beauty bowl at a salon, like to get her hair washed, it like did something in her, in her neck. So probably the same arteries. Yeah. And it killed her. Yeah. That so I'm terrified of those bulls now. <laughs> cut off part of her blood supply to her brain. I <laughs> that's so scary. It's like you that is like the least threatening thing, a sink. Yeah. Well, if you like hyperextend your neck. Yeah, and I mean it is a pretty crazy yeah. uh angle, I guess. I've only put my head in one of those like once in the past. I don't even know how long, like at least 10 years, if not longer. Wow. I've done it a bunch. Yeah. And every time since I read that article, I probably read the article like five years ago. <laughs> and ever since I'm like, I'm going to die this time. It's gonna Yeah, but off you dye your hair a lot. I never I dye do. my hair. I, I do. Literally. Just did it after this last surgery so that I didn't have to wash my hair at home with one hand. <laughs> <laughs> hey, whatever works. Yeah. It was very nice and shiny and smelt really good for mm. like a day and then it got super greasy really fast. She blow dry it. blow dry it, blow dried it, blowed it with air. <laughs> <laughs> I always say blow dried. Sure, she did that. I don't know if uh, that's right either. It makes it I don't know, it makes my hair get greasy faster. Ooh, to really make my hair greasy, I have to straighten it. If I do that, it'll be greasy within an hour. Really? Uh, Yeah. Takes uh, my hair like a week to get greasy. (laughs) Like it's it, I don't know. I could go days and I have gone days. I usually go days. I just don't give a crap and I put it up. <laughs> Mine just—I mean, it doesn't—at least doesn't look greasy. That's because anyway. you have that coarse hair. I got horse hair, not horse hair, <laughs> coarse hair. <laughs> Same difference. It stops the oils from just sliding down your face. It doesn't <laughs> do that for me. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> Are you ready? I'm ready. Um. This is Legend. I'm Sam. Hi, I'm Amy, and we are a paranormal about cryptids, urban legends, and the paranormal. <laughs> what did I just say? You said we are a paranormal about cryptids, <laughs> legends, and paranormal. sorry, I was getting ahead of myself because I was like, I don't have my sticky note. It disappeared. Oh, I didn't and write so- it down either. No, but i know it but i was cool. thinking to make it yeah i was thinking in my head and i think i went way further like <laughs> that's what happens when i'm texting hey like, did you know we're paranormal <laughs> Woo! i always knew that we were spooky bitches <laughs> so okay so we are a podcast about cryptids urban legends in the paranormal Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Now that I've had that epic second fail. We're just hitting my microphone. Um, we are going to cover the Stanley Hotel today. I know I, what that one is. I, I was going <laughs> to say, I'm not going to ask you what you think that is. Um, I would like to say, though, that the Stanley from what I saw, is not where they recorded The Shining with, uh, you know, what's his butt, Jack Nicholson. It is, no, it is just what inspired the book, but they did do some filming for the TV series there. Yes. Also, most importantly, do you know what was actually shot there that is like the best thing ever? <laughs> no what? Dumb and dumber. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, that's the hotel they stayed in. Uh and then that scene where he's um racing her up the stairs and like pulling on her leg and knocking her down. That was in the Stanley. That's crazy. I did not know that. I did know that they didn't actually film at the Stanley. I I I don't know if they did any. I feel like they did some of it there. They didn't do any for Jack Nicholson's, but I think they did some for the TV series or the mini series or whatever it was. Okay, because I do have something later on I talk about that they're filming in Oregon. Yes, they filmed all exterior shots at the hotel uh, on Mountain Hood. Okay, well, don't get too into (laughs) that because I have (laughs) info on that. But I just read the book, Finally, this last year and uh so i got really excited and did a whole bunch of googling was it good i've never read it it was okay it was good it was (laughs) i mean it was good for its time i guess but holy shit there are so many like racist comments and stuff oh, in there. Oh, yeah. I was just, Matt and I were listening to it on Audible, which I don't ever do, but we were painting. And that is very surprising. I'm I like to read the hard copies and I get way too distracted in the real world <laughs> to listen to <laughs> someone talk to me about it, but um so we were just like out there painting and had audible going and then all of a sudden it's like inward this and inward that i'm like holy crap i gotta turn my phone off (laughs) yeah i've never read it but my friend kayla she and i watched the tv shining like we we didn't finish the last part but because there's like three dvds or something like Mm -hmm. rose red yep and uh She was saying that the book was super racist, like had like lots of racist dialogue in it. It does. I was like, fuck. Okay. Well, luckily my story doesn't really have any racism in it that I know of. (laughs) Good. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll start back in 1903. There was a Yankee steam-powered car inventor named freeland oscar stanley and he was stricken with a life-threatening case of tuberculosis so back in the day fresh air sunlight a good diet that was all recommended treatment for tuberculosis um so he decided that he was going to move to the rocky mountains so he could get that fresh mountain air He and his wife, Flora, moved to Denver, Colorado in March, and then on recommendation from Dr. Sherman Grant Bonney, they moved to Estes Park for the summer. He did actually get better, and he fell in love with Estes Park, so he returned back there every summer, and he ended up dying from a heart attack at the age of 91 in Newton, Massachusetts, one year after his wife in 1940. So I just want to say that that is crazy that he actually was healed of tuberculosis. (laughs) Do you want to know what's really crazy? Yes. I was sitting here listening to you say all of that. And I was like, this is so familiar. I swear, I just was listening to another story about someone being cured of tuberculosis out in the air. And then I was like, oh, shit, Matt and I just watched that. Ghost I the knew you're gonna say that. <laughs> I watched that too. Um, and I will talk about it later. So well, no it is fresh. I got, I got <laughs> things going on in here. You're like, I remember this one. <laughs> so, in 1907, Stanley had recovered, and he wanted to uh turn Estes Park into kind of like a resort town. So he decided to have the Hotel Stanley built, which was a 48-room grand hotel that catered to wealthy urbanites who were a part of Stanley's social circle. Um, However, it also catered to quote-unquote consumptives, which if you didn't know, like back then they referred to tuberculosis tuberculosis, (laughs) tuberculosis (laughs) as consumption. I learned that from Moulin Rouge. i've learned that from about the 800 podcasts that i listen to Mm -hmm. because they all talk about tuberculosis at one (laughs) point um so he wanted the hotel to help people like him who are suffering from tuberculosis uh the stanley hotel national register historic district states that there are 11 structures some of them Are the main hotel, the concert hall, a carriage house, manager's cottage, gatehouse, and the lodge, which is a smaller bed and breakfast originally called Stanley's Manor. The buildings were designed by Freeland Oscar Stanley with assistance from a Denver architect named Frank Kirchhoff. The site was chosen for its vantage point overlooking Estes Valley and Longs Peak. Although the hotel was never actually a sanitarium, It was designed to meet all the requirements listed out in Dr. Sherman Grant Bonney's book, Pulmonary Tuberculosis. Dr. Sherman Grant Bonney. That is a big one. I Just over and over. Dr. Sherman Grant Bonney worked at the University of Denver and was a contemporary expert in the treatment of tuberculosis. So the hotel was designed to be the optimal environment for pulmonary health. When the hotel opened, it was alleged to be one of the few in the world that was powered entirely by electricity. But due to the lack of available power, they ended up installing an auxiliary gas lighting system in June 1911. On June 25th, the day after the pipes had been filled, there was an explosion. Of course, can already see that coming. <laughs> yeah, which injured a maid and damaged the structure. Um, here's a clip from an article published on June 29th by the Fort Collins Express. Quote, the explosion of gas in the Stanley Hotel in Estes Park Sunday night will not interfere with the reception and entertainment of guests was announced by management Monday night. The dining room of the Stanley Manor will be used during the time the big building is undergoing repairs. And oh, I ran out of breath, sorry. <laughs> And the other accommodations will be adequate because of the fact that the damage was confined chiefly to the west end of the building. The management estimated the damage last night at probably $10,000. It was announced. You know what? I forgot to look that up. Yeah, you did. I was just about to ask. I know. I totally forgot. Hold on. (laughs) I'll look it up real quick. But I say this was 1911. Uh... There was an episode of Expedition Unknown that I was mm-hmm. watching. I know that's a shock, but uh, <laughs> it was set in the early 1900s and a lady gave this cult leader $25,000 and they said that that equaled to about a quarter of a million in today's money. Whoa. Yeah. Holy mackerel. So I assume 10000 Should be like a hundred thousand. You're actually pretty close. It is two hundred and ninety-two thousand five hundred and seventy-six dollars and eighty-four cents. So the time difference is a little off, but yes. That's insane. You're pretty close. Uh it was announced that the work of repairing the building be taken up at once and published to completion as rapidly as possible. Don't want to lose out on that. No. Uh, the explosion was caused by an accumulation of acetylene gas from a leaky pipe. Acetylene. It's Matt uses it all the time to weld, I think, or at least he says the word enough. Well, good. I'm glad you knew it. Acetyl- acetylene. 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 You know what? Now I don't know. It has an E at the end. That's the only reason I said lean. <laughs> Maybe. But other than that, it's one of those. It's probably um, lean. This gas accumulated in the space between the ceiling of the dining room and the floor of the second story. A chambermaid who was in the room directly above the dining room was in the act of lighting the gas when the match with which she held in her hand ignited the escaping gas. The explosion which followed tore a huge hole in the floor, precipitating great quantities of plaster, timber, and other debris into the dining room. The chambermaid, I'm going to butcher this last name, the chambermaid Lizzie Leitenberger. I actually didn't do so bad. Pretty sure that's what it is. (laughs) Leitenberger. I'm going with that. Had both ankles broken. Ooh, ouch. (laughs) Yeah. It is thought from the concussion of the explosion and was thrown into a hole in the floor. She was not, however, thrown through into the dining room, being caught by the timbers, and held until rescued. She was taken to a hospital in Longmont. She had been in the employee, employ of the hotel ever since it was built and came here from Philadelphia. Two waiters also sustained light injuries, or slight injuries. <laughs> They're light injuries. little <laughs> light going. <laughs> Uh, One suffering a dislocated hip and the other being, I think I made a typo. (laughs) Oh, I did. I just forgot the S because it says the other being truck across the face, (laughs) struck across the face by a A flying truck hit them in the face. It came out of nowhere, man. You should (laughs) have seen it. Good thing. It was just a light injury. (laughs) He backed that shit up like a Tonka truck. Um neither of these however neither of these however is in serious condition i think it's neither of them however is in serious condition oh my hands were flying when i was typing uh alfred lamborn manager of the hotel his wife and daughter and several guests were in the dining room at the time of the explosion but all miraculously escaped injury the dining room was badly wrecked and the west end of the building was badly strained out of line from the force of the explosion. At least 10 large plate glass windows on the ground floor were shattered, as well as several doors which were blown from their hinges. The hotel is ordinary, ordinarily lighted by electricity from a private plant in the neighborhood, but the generator in this plant showed signs early Sunday afternoon of giving trouble Sunday night, so preparations were made to put the auxiliary acetylene acetylene lighting system into working order. The generating plant for this system is located in Stanley Manor and the big building had just been piped for acetylene last winter. The pipes never having been filled with gas until this Sunday. End quote. That was a big one. Yeah, they should have probably checked those beforehand. Like- yeah, they probably should have you know, just made sure poor Lizzie and her ankles <laughs> and the other man getting hit by a truck like (laughs) poor guys okay so the main hotel and concert hall were completed in 1909 in the manor in 1910 to get people to come to the nearest train depot in Lyons, colorado stanley's car company created specially designed steam-powered vehicles called mountain wagons interesting (laughs) they're really cute i have a picture Uh, In 1926, Stanley sold the hotel to a private company. The venture failed, and in 1929, Stanley purchased the hotel again from foreclosure. (laughs) He must have really loved it. He's like, hell no! Saved his life. It did. Uh, So then he turned around and sold it again in 1930 to Roe Emery, who was also in automobile and hotels also into automobiles and hotels. Uh, I can't read my own shit, I swear to God. Um, Until 1983, the resort was only open during the summer, which that was not that long ago. Nope. That's crazy to me. 1983. Before then, it was only open in the summer and closed for the winter. The presence. It was like 40 years ago. (sighs) I know. I, I still feel like the 90s were yesterday, so you know, know the 80s were just yesterday and another day away. I know. That's crazy. Forty years. Forty years next year. Holy shit balls! Oh <laughs> when did we get old? <laughs> this isn't old yet. You just wait. I know. I don't want to. I want to. I'm gonna. If stay we in were like in our 60s right now. And then we were thinking about something that was 40 years older than us. Maybe a hundred years. I don't know why, but that just seems weird. That seems, I think about that though a lot. I'm like, man, I'm 30, 32. Like I only have like eight years until I'm 40. (laughs) And then like 18 years until I'm 50. (laughs) 50. We can do it one decade at a time. I know I try I tell myself make 10 years feel like forever like when I was 10 years old my childhood felt like it lasted forever true until it didn't but But. the older you get the more time means nothing and yesterday was actually five years ago I know (laughs) I watched that video of Jamie today when he was a baby when we lived in Missouri and I was like that feels like literally yesterday Where did it go? It was like eight years ago almost. I don't know. Oh my gosh, I lost my place. <laughs> I don't want to be old, okay? Hey, At least I'm a year older than you so I can test the waters for you. Thanks. <laughs> Give me that 12 <laughs> months. Let me know how it goes. You're not yeah. even 12 months older than me. You're two know. months older than me. No, I'm not. Because I'm 33 right now oh you're 32 next month or yeah next month yeah next month so mm-hmm. you are a whole last year i'm a whole last year and a month and three days for some reason i always just thought you were like three months older than me no that's crazy <laughs> yep Wait, i was born in 88 you were born okay in <laughs> i was just gonna say you were born in 89 right you no know matt was That's crazy. (laughs) Almost 20 years of friendship, and I cannot get this shit straight. At least you know the day. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. Lindsay still gets it confused, thinks it's the 31st. Does December have a 31st? Yeah, that's New Year's Eve. Okay. I just count the end of December as 30th. Oh, you're right. It is New Year's Eve. Oh my gosh, I'm finding out so many things about myself today. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. Back to so, the story. <laughs> I'm not dumb, I swear to God. Um <laughs> so where did I leap off? Oh yeah, 1983. The resort was only open during the summer, closed for the winter. The presence of the hotel has contributed to the growth of Estes Park and the creation of the Rocky Mountain National Park. Oh nice. Fun fact. The hotel was built on top of an underground cave system. Ghost hunters believe that the above average concentration of limestone and quartz helps capture the energy of the property. Ready for a double fun fact? Yes. In the 1970s, the Stanley Hotel was not doing so great. But you already know this so this is for our listeners in case they don't know because you just literally <laughs> told me this yes i just watched the episode <laughs> so in the 1970s the stanley hotel was not doing so great apparently because newer hotels had more modern accommodations the stanley was losing a lot of business however stephen king and his wife tabitha were living in boulder for a short time and he was struggling with his current project Darkshine, which i've never heard of have you no, I assume that it maybe turned into the shining because it I don't got know, that it didn't shine say. and the shining. So I guess locals suggested he take a look at Estes Park for inspiration. He heard about the Stanley Hotel, and when they stayed there, they were the only guests at the hotel. The next day, the hotel was closing for the winter because the hotel was isolated and huge. It got his creative juices flowing. And a quote from him states, it was like God had put me there to hear that and see those things. (laughs) And then he said, I dreamed of my three-year-old son running through the corridors, looking back over his shoulder, eyes wide, screaming. He was being chased by a fire hose. I woke up (laughs) with a tremendous jerk sweating all over, within an inch of falling out of bed. I got up lit a cigarette, sat in a chair looking out the window at the Rockies. And by the time the cigarette was done, I had the bones of the shining firmly set in my mind, end quote. He's like, my kid almost just died in my dream. I'm going to make it a book. (laughs) Uh, They stayed in room 217, but apparently in the movie, the famous bathtub scene takes place in room 237, because I guess the Timberline Lodge in Oregon, mm-hmm. where the Kubricks' exterior shots were filmed, did not like the idea of ghostly shit being tied to their hotel, so they had they made them use a fake room number, like a non-existent room number. Yep, it drove me nuts when I watched the movie after I read the book. <laughs> you were like, I want to go in that room. Um. Doop-de-doo. So that's pretty much all I have for the history. Do you want to talk about some hauntings? Yes, please. I love hearing all these. Okay. So I'm going to touch on some of the rooms and what people typically experience in them. In room 217, which is probably the most known room because that's the room Stephen King stayed in. It's thought to be haunted by Elizabeth Wilson, which is Lizzie from earlier, who got her ankles broken. (laughs) Oh, you know what, though? I just realized. What? I didn't even catch this when I was doing the research. That's not Lizzie from getting her ankles broken. Because this woman's last name is Wilson, not Lederberger. (laughs) So some other Lizzie. So this website that I got it from says she was the one who was injured during the gas explosion. This Elizabeth Wilson. Hmm. Well, either they got their names confused, or the other website got names confused, or they're just making shit up. Well, so Elizabeth is definitely talked about in Ghost Hunters, so I don't know. That's crazy. I don't know. I did not catch that while I was writing it. I just assumed because her name's Elizabeth that she was Lizzie. Maybe one was a maiden name and one was a married name. Uh, I could see that. Wilson's like super English and Liederberger. i German, maybe. <laughs> Sounds Dutch of some sort. Yeah. So anyway, whether it's Lizzie or Elizabeth or Mrs. Wilson, um, they say she was the housekeeper that was injured during the gas explosion. Guests have reported items moving, luggage being unpacked for them, nice. and lights being turned on and off. I know, she seems super sweet. According to tripsavvy.com, they say she is apparently old-fashioned, she does not like it when unmarried people stay together in the room. They say they, <laughs> she's like, bitches, get out of here. <laughs> uh, they say they experience a cold, like, force come between them. Like trying to push them away. Nice. So, the staircase you were talking about earlier. Yes. Between the floors in the hotel's main guest house, um, that staircase is apparently called the vortex because it's natural. It's a natural spiral of energy, they say. Fun. Uh, I guess it's known as the quote rapid transit system unquote for the ghosts that haunt the hotel. So well, like a subway then? Yeah. <laughs> Takes them from floor to floor. That sounds about um, right. I mean that's typically what stairs do. <laughs> so no it doesn't. <laughs> In the concert hall, one of the more famous ghosts named Paul haunts this area. Paul was a jack of all trades. He enforced the 11 p.m. curfew. Guests and staff hear him saying, get out late at night. Uh, There was a construction worker that reportedly felt Paul nudge him while he was sanding the floor. And tour groups have reported he flickered uh, a flashlight for them. Flora Stanley, the wife of Freeland Oscar Stanley, loves to play the piano in there nice room 401 used to be an attic where female employees children and nannies stayed now guests apparently hear children running around laughing giggling and playing also there is a closet that opens and shuts on its own and i think i don't know i have it written down later on uh but i think 401 is the room... It was either 401 or 412. Can't remember. That Uh, Jason stayed in. I think it was 401. I have it written down, so we will get to it, but <laughs> I want to say it's that one. Uh, In room 428, there's apparently a friendly cowboy that stays there. They hear furniture moving around and footsteps. I read an article from Thought Catalog Where it has stories from guests and staff about their experiences in the hotel. So I've literally just copied and pasted these because these are direct quotes from people who've stayed at the hotel. And there are a shit ton of them. So I only put half of them. If you want to do the rest, or if you want to do the rest, if you want to read the rest, (laughs) don't know how much luck you'll have doing an article. But um, if you want to read it, we will have it in our sources. From room 401, a male ghost who some believe to be an Irish man named Lord Dunraven is reported to be in this room, although he never visited the hotel in life, as it was built 20 years after he left Estes Park. It was built on land he once owned. In the closet, women feel their hair being played with, an arm around their shoulder or waist, or a hand moving up the back of their leg. Men don't feel particularly welcome in this room sometimes as they have felt someone is pressing them into bed or their jewelry disappear. (laughs) So that I guess men wear jewelry, but okay. was watches and wedding rings. (laughs) Okay, so we were right. It was room 401 because this person says this is the room where Jason of the Ghost Hunters had his experience, which I'm not going to say right now because I have it written out later. (laughs) but that was the end of their quote Mm. um this one comes from room 418 ghost children do mischievous things in this room covers are sometimes removed during the night and hangers are known to move on their own bathroom lights have also been reported to turn on and off on their own a little girl about four years old and her mother stayed in there a few few years ago The following morning, the girl reported being tickled by a little boy during the night. She wasn't afraid, though. Instead, she simply told the little boy to stop. And he did. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That's so funny. Because they're so innocent. Like, (laughs) not scared. She's like, just stop. Knock it off. (laughs) And apparently he did. So we're good. This one comes from room 428. A ghost cowboy tends to frequent this room. A couple of few years back awoke to find a Wild West cowboy pacing at the end of their bed. After watching him for a few minutes, they politely asked him to leave, which oh my he gosh. did, but oh, not before Lord. leaning over the lady as if kissing her. Female guests sometimes wake up to find him leaning in for a kiss on their forehead. That's very weird. <laughs> I would be a little freaked out If a random person was leaning over me In my sleep I would be so mad <laughs> <laughs> Get the fuck out of here <laughs> uh, Okay so this is room 217 Uh, Where Stephen King stayed many, house- many housekeeping Events happen in this room Guests have reported returning to their Room after dropping off their bags And finding their luggage has been Unpacked for them Which is so earlier. sweet I know. Other guests have also reported their shoes being lined up neatly on the end of the bed. Uh, Shadows have also been reported passing through the walls uh, at this room, as this room was once part of a much larger suite until the mid-2000s. Room 302. A male ghost has been seen as a shadow in the room walking near the walls. Photos have been known to fly off the walls. And this is where Grant from Ghost Hunters had his experience, which they say 302, but when I watched the episode, I wrote down the room number on there Uh, that was outside the door and it was like 1,100 and something. (laughs) So anyway, room 413, several guests have reported seeing a man dressed in old fashioned clothes standing in the corner of the room. The face of a man in a blue ball has also been seen on the outside door of the room. That's kind of weird. Like a blue orb?
1: No, like a kickball.
0: (laughs) I just picture like a kickball. Like on the outside of a door with a face in it. I don't know. (laughs) Ooh, maybe it's like, you know, the Haunted Mansion with Eddie Murphy. Where... There's the head in the, the uh, crystal ball. Oh, okay. It's like so it's a crystal ball. Yeah. Crystal blue ball. Crystal blue balls. <laughs> <laughs> so this is in the concert hall. Uh, over the weekend, about 15 coworkers and myself had our company trip to the Stanley Hotel in Estes Park, known for being Stephen King's inspiration for The Shining. We took an 8 p.m. ghost tour where we joined about 15 other people to get guided around the property and told stories about its history and creepy things that are said to have happened. We were told to take lots of pictures. I'm sure to try and capture orbs or ghosts. Many green, green orbs were caught in pictures, but I don't think anything is as creepy as this photo taken by my coworker, a little girl in a hot pink dress who is definitely not on our tour. (laughs) That's cool. it, It goes on. Uh, And apparently years ago, a girl, a young girl, 12 to 13, by the name of Lucy, was squatting in the basement of the concert hall, which is where this photo was taken, and discovered upon plans to begin some construction. She was forced to leave. The night got below freezing, and she froze to death. Everyone on my tour has vouched that this girl was not on our tour. Who wouldn't remember someone wearing that hot pink? (laughs) The man pictured is our tour guide no one would have been in front of him. I am convinced this is the ghost of Lucy. Just one more added note, though. I doubt if anyone would believe me, uh, but there was only one time throughout the tour where I felt any strange energy or feeling, and it was right here, heading down the basement of the concert hall. Nice. So, um... More with Lucy. Employees insist that Lucy's presence and distant melodious humming lightens the energy and mood wherever she goes. So that's like only half the experiences listed on that page. So if you want to hear more cool stories, check out the thought catalog article. Um, obviously, a ton of ghost hunter groups have stayed at the Stanley. You know, our favorite group has. So ghost hunters. <laughs> Or not Ghost Hunters, Ghost Adventures. (laughs) I've watched both of their episodes on this. Zach obviously did a lot of provoking and dramatics. And they got a few EVPs. One in the room Nick stayed in sounded like it said, you better start talking. And there was an EVP in Zach's room that said, somebody's coming. I didn't pay attention more than that because it just gets like really dramatic. And I can't tell like half the time what's Real and what's not. So that was just a quick overview on I them. I never believed their EVPs. Their their EVPs. Yes, I find their EVPs about the only thing that is compelling, and that's it. <laughs> I always, I don't know. I think it's because they take. Well, at least like the episodes that I had seen, it seemed like something would go like, mm. and then you'd they'd be like, "Oh my god, they said kill me now." <laughs> I was like, oh, no there's a freaking frog or something <laughs> could definitely <laughs> believe that for sure but these ones like i i did actually hear i mean they do tell you too yeah what they and think that, it says that's like Put those videos that you see that are like uh what do you hear this or that and then you like each time you read one of what it says you yep. hear that yep That's that's something I like about ghost hunters too, is that
1: they do do it. What do you hear?
0: Yeah, Yeah. but they always ask their people first, like do you recognize this or do what do you hear before they say, Well, we kind of thought, and then yeah, I'll put it exactly. Um so on ghost adventures and ghost hunters. They talk about a guest who is freaking out so bad in room 412 that they had to call the paramedics. Do you remember that? Yeah. I think so, yeah. There were no drugs in her system. Oh, yeah. No alcohol. Yeah, they went on about how there were no drugs. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) the two When the two women on staff tried to assist her out of the room, one of the staff said that she had the strength of, like, 12 grown men and, like, she threw them off of her. Which is insane. Fine. I don't know if she's having like a mental breakdown or I don't know, but it's a possibility. She was just screaming her head off in there. So while the ghost hunters were investigating, and they were all sleeping in different rooms, Jason was sleeping in room 401. And at 5:39 a.m., you can hear his closet door unlatch and then open. And then only a few seconds after that. The glass cup that he has on his nightstand cracks. They keep saying it looks like a stress stress fracture. Yes. Yeah. And like a little piece fell out. Yep. And that's what I have next. There's just like one triangle of glass yeah. that but fell it's out like from it the rim. fell brim. out of the middle. It didn't. It looked like it was down from the rim just a little bit. Didn't it? A little bit. I mean, it, it was hard to tell, but. Yeah. It, it didn't. just looked like so. It, it looked like there was the brim, but then it looked like there was like a triangle chunk. And then, see, from the middle of that, there was like another crack that went all the way around, and he could just take the whole chunk of it yeah. off. I don't know. It did not look like he dropped it or anything like that. Oh, hell no. No. And he, he, there was video on him. He was in bed. like you yeah. see him Get up out of bed after it makes that popping sound. Um, so and something I noticed too when I was watching it because I hadn't seen the episode in quite a while. But and Jason doesn't notice it at the time, but I did. Bef- they go back and they figure it out. But I, the door, the closet door was shut mm-hmm. when Jason got up. Yes. But it was open. But they didn't show it closing right then in that scene where like they cut that part out and then they showed it later but i was like dude that door was open like why (laughs) is it shut now and i was like he didn't just shut it Mm -hmm. did he so anyways it shows on the video they caught it that the door shuts by itself and that was like exactly 10 minutes after oh So, it was 10 minutes after he got out of bed again because he said he heard the banging in the closet and that's when the closet door was shut. Yeah, and he moved the camera to point towards the door. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, on the second night, um, they're investigating Grant Tingo and a woman investigator who I did not get her name. (laughs) Don't know why. (laughs) Sorry, lady. Um but so see I have they were sitting in room 302 or I mean 1302 so I don't know maybe there's wait you said that they said it was 302 and oh, you so said it was I like just, yeah maybe they didn't add the the one to the beginning yeah or I just you know type of the shit out of it <laughs> or that <laughs> so there's in this room, there's like a small wooden table that's kind of on a pedestal by the window, like right when you walk in, it's right across the room. And there's two chairs like on either side of the table. And Grant is sitting at the table and he asked the cameraman to bring his camera over so that he can use the cameraman's camera light so he can change out the tapes. And as they're doing that, so the camera is just like looking straight down you see like the edge of the table grant's knee and like the tape pretty much and uh so while he's doing that the the table lifts up and slams down and my favorite thing is grant goes what the fetch yeah it's <laughs> like, <laughs> like wow did he just watch mean girls <laughs> I <know>. what the <laughs> fetch <laughs> <laughs> And then the cameraman is, like, shrieking. Yeah, and he jumps back, like, three feet. And you can see that, like, nothing on Grant moved. Like, no, his legs were in the same spot when the camera guy walked up there. Yes. Well, and that, not only that, but... The chair moved. Yeah, exactly. He couldn't reach (laughs) the chair with his other leg. There's no way that chair would have been in that position. Yeah. But anyways... And if the camera guy would have done it, then the footage of him holding the camera straight down would have been a little too shaky. Yeah. You would have been able to. They say, you know, that they can't, it's not, they even say that they can't, like, make it real evidence or whatever because you can't see everything that's going Mm -hmm. on. So they say it's kind of up to you to decide. Yeah, but it seems very interesting. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I say it's very compelling, but I mean, there was another person in the room and they could have been over there and ran really fast after they moved the table so that the camera guy didn't get them. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. (laughs) So I remember reading something about Jim Carrey staying in the hotel uh, when they were filming Dumb and Dumber. And oh, this was during Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, it was like his first night. He requested to stay in the same room that Stephen King stayed in. Uh, so 217. And, uh, <clears throat> none of this is like confirmed or denied by him, but he like freaked out after like three hours in the room and was like, I need a different room to the desk people. And they were like, what? we're booked solid. And he was like, fine. And he just left. all right jim carrey don't want to stay there (laughs) so i mean like none of it is confirmed or denied but i wonder why he wouldn't confirm that i'd be like hell yeah that room was scary (laughs) Stay in there again i don't know well because back then he had a major ego and thought he was the coolest shit in the entire world and i mean but wasn't he yes pretty freaking hilarious but it was like a it was bad oh <laughs> well then sir yeah okay so i only got two more things to say to you and that is hauntedplaces.org they have uh the stanley at a 91 percent damn pretty high yeah not the highest but pretty high no yep. but yeah that i think that's like the second Mm, yeah, like the second highest. Yeah, and I bet they have a lot more ratings than most people, be- most oh, places yeah. too. So, and then my last little thing I want to say has nothing to do with it being haunted whatsoever. Their address is three hundred and thirty-three Wonderview Avenue. <laughs> oh my goodness, <laughs> <laughs> that's all I wanted to say. <laughs> uh- three is my favorite number, and three threes is lucky to me. So I had to tell Amy because she knows. <laughs> But what do you think? I've never been there and I really want to. I want to go there. It makes no sense that you haven't been there seeing how you live in that state and I, I know, feel like you should have jumped on that. It. You it's know it's hard. What? I think sometime this year I should fly out there for a weekend trip and me and you should stay there. Uh I'd be so down. Okay. I mean, we have to make sure the world's not totally yeah. ending. Uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> it seems to never end. It, it does, but maybe there will be like a little lull where things aren't total shit and I can play out there. I really hope so. <laughs> I'm about over everything. Uh, Where? It's Estes Park, right? Mm-hmm. What is that close to? Like Estes Park isn't a very big town, is it? No, it's a resort town. It's in the mountains, obviously. I don't know exactly. Hmm. Let me see how far it is from me. And I'll say how far it is away from Denver. <laughs> so it's about five hours away from me. Yep, because it's an hour and 21 minutes north of Denver. Oh, Yeah. two hours 20 minutes from the springs (laughs) yeah so denver would be the place to be i thought it was closer to me for some reason i guess i'm on something no that's far yeah so i guess one of these weekends i'll just fly out there on like a thursday or friday i'll just hell yeah come on down come on on over come on over <laughs> <company>. uh yeah <laughs> stop right now oh Thank my goodness you very much <laughs> how did you go from christian to spice girls i don't know <laughs> but i love you for knowing <laughs> it just it just crossed in my head okay i mean get it <laughs> but yeah that would be super fun staying there pretty dope okay folks if you've been to the stanley or you know you live in colorado and you've heard some stuff about it let us know um also we'd love to hear any other stories that you have if you want to submit them to us we were kind of thinking about making a listener episode um you know, just reading your stories back to you. So you can do that at. You can reach us on Instagram and Facebook at this is legend pod. You can also go to our website at this is And then you can send us lovely emails at this is at gmail.com. Awesome. So, keep it spooky, classy, and sassy. But most of all, keep it legendary. Deuces.